Welcome to the Bhagavad Gita for Everyday Living, a podcast series by Gautam Ji, senior disciple of Swami Parthasarathy. In this podcast on Chapter 3, Verse 6 and 7, Gautam Ji talks about what is right action and how to continue to act in the world. Last time when we met, we started the third chapter, right? Karma Yoga. Now, I told you the real teaching of this great text starts here because he is directly addressing Arjuna's question on what is right action and how to act in the world. So, Arjuna represents all of us, I've told you repeatedly, a person who successful, who's dynamic, but because of the wrong attitude to action, has lost his thinking completely. So when you don't know how to act in the world, your mind gets agitated. And when your mind is agitated, you can't think properly, you can't act properly. It's as simple as that. So you need knowledge and understanding to get that clarity on how to deal with your situations in this world. You get it? So what he's talking about here, what we did in the fourth and fifth verse, you have to act. First of all, you must understand that. You can never give up action. Because inaction is death, is decay. So action is necessary. That's what he says. You cannot remain inactive even for a moment. Only the type of action differs according to your prakriti, according to your nature. So you could have, you could be tamasic, lazy, you could be rajasic, all this worry, anxiety, you could be sattvic, which is the highest where you act with peace and clarity within. That's the highest. So, whatever the qualities, action is necessary. This is what is important. So, that's what we completed in the fifth verse. First, he makes it clear, you have to act. There is no way you can escape action. Because everybody thinks, oh, I'll act this much, then I'll retire. First thing you think of before you even get into action is retirement. Who want to retire? Hmm? Because you don't know how to act. So the whole thing is, uh, you want to get away from action. Why? You have to act. You must learn how to act properly. <coughs> so you don't get stressed and strained. That's the first thing. But action is necessary. Hmm? That's why you have to exercise. I told you, even physically. And last week I told you, right? First thing of spirituality, that dynamism should at least be in the physical body. Must act. Must function. Must move. So, that's where we were last time. Fifth verse. So, this is what, this is the beauty of this chapter. He's not saying get away from your karma, from your action. But, while you are acting, make sure that this cycle is being broken. 
don't don't uh, make it worse don't get more caught up so use action to come out of action that's what you got to try and do that's how you got to plan and program your life you understand 6 karmendriyani samyamya ya aste manasasmaran indriyarthan vimudhatma mithyacharassa uchyate he who restraining the organs of action sits mentally indulging in the sense objects he of deluded understanding is called a hypocrite so this verse talks about the wrong approach to action exactly what we were just discussing so when the sanas or the desires are there within but you restrain the organs of actions you force yourself not to act what will happen you will mentally indulge in the sense objects See you can stop your body from acting but you can't stop your mind from thinking so your mind will run into the world such a person he says is a hypocrite so you can't remain without action he says you have desires you have to act right but i have also told you when you have desires and you act what will happen you will only create more desires you will get further entangled you'll never be satisfied problem then you say okay i won't act at all i'll get away from action that's this verse this is hypocrisy this is also a problem because you will not be able to control your mind from thinking of the object so again you'll end up frustrated in fact the desires will go stronger that's why the worst punishment you can give is a solitary confinement right because the body is restrained from any action but the mind is running so extremely frustrated hmm so what is happening in that in this spiritual field not uh, all over see you find horror stories you know all the religions abuses after abuses what level of abuse uh, and then fraud and then this and then that because the fundamental problem is they are all restrained from the external so called uh, practices and all from from following their desires but internally all the desires are there what will happen will all blow up sooner or later that's what's happening hmm so this is hypocrisy so how do you actually then 
so you so what so if you really have been following the flow of thought you will say what do you want me to do huh? you say i act my desire will increase don't act my desire will increase what the heaven do you want to do? that's what you ask so be patient because next verse talks about that <laughs> what you should do all right ಯಸ್ವೇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಿ ಮನಸ ನಿಯಂಯಾರಭತೆಜುನ ಕರ್ಮೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಕರ್ಮಯೋಗಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಬಟ್ he who restraining the senses by the mind o arjuna engages his organs of action in the yoga of action without attachment he excels see what creates <coughs> desires is what <coughs> ignorance yes that is from the past you have ignorance you've got value. desire but what makes it worse value is desire you already have it ha huh? dwelling on it correct it's the mental indulgence which creates further desires so whether you're acting you're thinking about the object right desires will come will grow but if you are not acting also you are still thinking you are mentally indulging therefore the desire will grow so you are stuck basically so what is karma yoga he says he who restraining the senses by the mind engages his organs of action without attachment he excels so there are two aspects to it one is if you are can act in that field of action but the thought is not on the action where is the thought on a higher purpose even though you are acting you are not mentally indulging in it such a person excels hmm so can you act without that attachment without that indulgence in it that is karma yoga so with your intellect you shift the thought to something higher so you're doing business business is your nature you have a desire for business do the business but don't do the business that oh let me make more let me aggrandize do the business let me use this as a way to serve the society i have so many employees client whatever let them benefit so you are acting not for the business but for the sake of the community such a person excels that's what you all have to try and do you have to work for a higher purpose in your life there is no purpose at all me and my family one thought doesn't go beyond that family of yours that little circle thought doesn't even cross that boundary at it can't cross 
So you are all the time in that same petty frequency, creating more and more desires, making yourself miserable all your life. But this verse has an even deeper connotation because he is saying you can engage your organs of action in that action. So, see, this is very carefully to be followed. I am explaining to you because you are all interested to learn the meaning, go deeper, not just the surface. So, what happens is, Suppose there is a desire which you are trying to shift to a higher purpose but you just can't you know, because that desire is too strong. So what he is recommending here is you can go through that desire but the thought should be that one day I should get out of this. So, you're, so even when you are going through it you are not mentally indulging in it. Your thought is on something higher. See, the best example is, let's say you are driving on a highway and your destination is to go to a particular town. The highway leads you to that town. But the highway is blocked because of construction. So you have to take a long detour, right? Now, while you are taking that detour, where is your thought? Huh? Your thought is always to get back to the highway. Your thought is never on this road. So even while you are going through this, your thought is, I must get to that destination. I must get back to that highway under any circumstance. But you are not on the highway. That's what he's trying to say here. So there could be certain desires which are so powerful that in spite of your trying and you are trying to rise above them, you can't. So you go through that experience, not with just to indulge in it, but to actually come out of it. Hmm. But this is a very difficult thing to do, because if I tell you this, everything you will say, Yes, I had a desire for drinks. What to do? I tried. So I got dead drunk. And I had a desire for vacation. I said, let me go on. While I was on vacation, I was thinking of Vedanta only. Don't worry. <laughs> only fooling yourself. You understand? This is meant genuinely. You have to be in a high state to practice this. See, typical example. Uh... Like what you are saying, why are the deity shown with the husband, wife and all, right? See, typical example for this is uh, the sexual desire. See, well, now nature, the way it has made it, it, can't help it because it has to be so powerful that it has to overcome all other desires. Otherwise, the species will die out. See, you must understand nature... <laughs> It's incredible how it functions. So, within us, is planted by some force, you know, and it overrides everything else. So, it's possible you try as you might and you can't. So, very carefully, that is why the, it is sanctioned in the scriptures also, marriage. 
as a means to come out over it but there are few people i remember one case where the husband was not at all for it but the but then i explained to him why was so obsessed they started having sleepless almost on medication they got to that bad you know so then i said you have to go through it now what to do i have a child and they're doing it beautifully in a sense um so like that there are certain desires these are two typical examples they try as you might it's very difficult so go through it with the idea of one day getting out of it. so you're not mentally indulging in it hmm? so there's that thought process always extend they had gone to try and divinize everything and nobody understand what sort of a what sort of a perverted thing the fellows writing commentaries like that where is their thinking and where is your thinking too much gap so that was the idea that even if you have to go through it there is no meaning in it it's like hunger and thirst you go through you know you go on thinking there are fellows who go on thinking all day among riya among riya you got to hunger eat the food and be done with it man you are thirsty eat a drink and be done with it. what are you thinking about it morning noon and night hmm? you eat to live not live to eat now if you live to eat most people their thought is only on this so just uh, something has to be done now who looks at it like that so it's an incredible verse if you this is one of the deepest verses in the entire gita because the first thing is easy he has worked for a higher purpose that we all know but the next interpretation actually i read this say what is he trying to say impossible verse in the commentary also you'll read you'll get two paragraphs you can't put this this will take uh, the commentary itself will be about uh, 17 books you know you can't explain all this so that's the problem you understand that's why i'm saying is very carefully to be applied other every little thing you will apply it what to do i had a very strong desire for a movie while well, sitting in the theater i was thinking of vedanta don't talk all nonsense movie make it absurd this is a extremely subtle verse thank you gautam ji for explaining how right actions can help us overcome toxic and addictive situations for more information on our live weekly lectures here in the US visit our website vedantausa.org for our worldwide work and lectures you can visit vedantaworld.org